Wayne's World style? <laughs> sure. <laughs> just it's easy so I know when I'm starting instead yeah. of just everyone staring All right, at me. Here we and go. five, four, three. <laughs> Hold it together, guys. That's Come right. On, that was perfect. <laughs> this, is, this is a good warm up for our discussion. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm just, I'll just go into it. We're ready? Sure. Let's go. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Sandy School of Film here, coming at you with a special edition episode. Woo. That's right. We're coming at you with a Christmas episode because it is that festive time of year. And we're excited. So yes. excited. Like the smile, the festiveness in this room is palpable. You yes. can almost cut it with a knife. <laughs> yes. So how, how it's going to go. Well, I think what we decided was that we'll have a bit of a discussion about Christmas movies in general. And then we might talk about a certain movie. Yeah. Maybe we could rattle off a few of our favourites and uh, kind of pick one from there. I believe this certain movie... I didn't introduce everyone, by the way, but we all know who we are, don't we? I know who I am. I'm me. I'm pretty sure I'm me. Excellent. (laughs) Okay, we've all introduced. Continue. (laughs) I think it's also worth noting that this particular movie we've chosen, Mm. which the listener will know because it's probably in the title, Title. was suggested coincidentally by a listener. Ed, if you're listening, your suggestion has been noted, taken on board. And we're now doing it. It's been a it's been a great <laughs> supporter of the show. So I think you know, to him, he is probably our most excellent listener. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> I'm just putting that out there. No way. So thanks, Ed. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um. So I guess well, bef- before we kick off into it, I guess we should uh, discuss what other potential movies we uh, we could have been discussing today. Sure. So there's obviously a lot of Christmas films to to look at but there's probably a lot of rubbish out there and there's some kind of off the cuff ones that have a bit of a Christmas-ish theme to it does anyone want to start with say uh, do we want to go around and just say our five favourites I don't know how we're doing this This is yeah cool. I had five and I've forgotten one of them I've got an empty spot <laughs> can, I just, can I ask a question before we start yeah do we count the Home Alones, I'm talking one and two, as one film or two films? Oh, good question, yeah. because Home Alone is on my list. Yeah, okay. Great Christmas movie. And yes. maybe that was a, a time, Brad, like, may not be, like, I feel like we were, Timmy, you and I were sort of about the right age or something, yeah, but Home Alones were played a lot at our house. A lot. Yeah, same yeah. here, same here. And like, I know, I, I, I know there's two others after, so there's four of them now. Let's but count them as one. I, th- I think that's what I've done. Home Alone and Home Alone 2. two. You guys are Lost in New York. York. You Correct. guys are killing my list. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I had a, I, 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 you know, very separate films, but I suppose okay. I'm happy to no, count I'm, it look, as one. I'm that's happy cool. for you to separate them, but I, nah, I kind of looked at them as one. There was a great meme I saw on Facebook the other day about Home Alone and how it sort of held, held up with time and it was so so Kevin comes out and says mum dad then he sends a text to mum going are you guys here and then his mum his mum sends back a text going oh crap at the airport I'll be home soon the end <laughs> <laughs> 30 <laughs> second <laughs> film done and that, so, that's actually yeah, funny that you yet. say that because I was uh the movie that we're going to discuss, obviously I'm not going to announce it just yet, but I, I was thinking the same thing. That you could have solved so many problems in this film had technology just been around mm-hmm. there, you know, like... But, but it I wasn't. won't get into it yet. I won't but get it into wasn't. it yet. So. It wasn't, yes. Uh, El, what have you got in, in the terms of films, Christmas films that you'd always come back to? I always come back to Gremlins. Yeah. I love <gasps> Gremlins. I I, you know what? Gremlins. I haven't seen that in like 20 years. Yeah. It's really good. It's, a, it's another Joe Dante film. Yeah. Previously, we've done Inner Space on the show. Yeah. Uh, and it's great. I love it. It's it's Christmassy and it's bananas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a good way of describing it. Yeah. And it would you know, never good. be classed as a kids film these days. It really wouldn't. It's, it's pretty it's, brutal. It's brutal. It's violent. It's scary. It's but I mean, that goes that goes hand in hand with RoboCop when they first re- released RoboCop. You know they had all these RoboCop toys and kids were heavily you know they, they had pajamas and toy uh, uh, what do you call them lunch boxes and things. But yeah. it's like an R eighteen film. It's like a horrible film. You know, <laughs> but, completely inappropriate. Yeah, pr- totally promoted at kids. You know. Yeah. So anyway, what do you got, Brad? Um, what have we got? Uh, Gremlins, Home Alone. Um, I reckon I know one on your list. Yeah, oh. I, I do too. Holiday Road. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. National yeah. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Forgot about that. Um, I'm going to go something pretty out there and special, which probably oh, maybe Al's seen it, but I, I don't know. So the 
Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, <laughs> horrific. Has, have, you, has anyone, have we all no. seen that? Yeah. yeah. It's so bad. It oh, is. man, I'll have to check this one out. Don't. Don't, don't. No. It's on YouTube, but don't. It's yeah. infamously. See, the thing is, the more you tell me not to watch it, I know, the more I want to watch it. It's yeah. like when someone said, don't watch, Ti- don't watch Titanic 2. You know, I had to <laughs> No one said that to you. No one, no one said that. You did that on your own accord. <laughs> yeah, I think we also said, don't watch Revolver. Maybe yeah. <laughs> love a revolver. No, you we haven't... didn't because we didn't know at the time. Oh, no. No, well, I've told many people after for our wonderful though. listeners yes. at home. If you haven't seen Revolver, check it out. It's a great film. Don't great Don't. reviews. <laughs> um, yeah, hol- oh yeah, the National Lampoons. I'd completely forgotten that. That it's is that is a hilarious That's film. It's a cracker. Yeah. What else you got, Timmy? Uh, close to the top of mine was Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, oh, that yeah, was yeah. my missing one. Thank oh, you. Oh, there we go. Um, Brilliant. Just because it was, yeah, it was completely different yeah. to anything else, and it's. I don't know, like, I think it's probably one of the only super decent Tim Burton films. Really. Well, Tim Burton didn't direct it. But he had a big... Was he a producer? He, he, yeah, he produced. And it was... And it, look, it, came, it came it. from his brain. He sort of art directed it, I guess. Right, okay. Um, but Henry Selleck, who's a far mm. better director and animator. That's probably why. And, so and look, in my opinion, possibly why it did better. Like, I, I enjoy Tim Burton's work, but... He's much better as an art director than he is as a director. Mm. Well, that's what I. Th- whenever I think of his name, I think back to that, and I think of everything else as just like I've watched whatever. Oh, Christmas movie, Batman Returns. I was going to say that too. Batman Returns, but, is a Christmas movie, but it's a terrible movie. Yeah, so this is <laughs> the thing. actually. I watched them both the other day, and they're actually terrible. See, mm. I haven't watched it recently be- for that reason yeah. because I know that it won't hold up now. Doesn't yeah. it's crazy, but. Christmas movie. Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, I know one thing. I would. It's be fair to say it's a tradition in our house, Timmy. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not technically a movie. Uh, this is on my list as well. It's a. It was a TV special that was like what 89, 88? Yeah. Well, it aired while we were in Hong Kong, didn't it? Which yeah. Was wow. Late eighties. So. Uh, and it was. A, it was this TV special called a Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, oh, yes, 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 and basically, so good. basically all the Muppets drive to Fozzie's mum's farm. <laughs> For the holidays, but she's just about to go surfing in Hawaii. She, she's or about something. to go what? to the, no, she's about to go to the, True ca- the Caribbean, I think, or something. Isn't yeah, she? something like that. She's sure. got surfing lessons booked, the works, and then all the Muppets turn up, and then all the Sesame Street guys turn up, and wow. Fraggle Rock's there. And oh, it's, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it's this like was Yoda there? It's like a ninety. <laughs> it's like a ninety minute TV. Like, kind of like yeah, t- not even straight not to TV even. special kind of thing. Or something, I think so. Yeah. yeah, but. Check it out, Muppet Family Christmas. It's See, great. Muppets Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, was that actually, was my next. Yeah, yeah, that was up. That's up on my uh-huh. list. That was. Yeah. It's one of one of my favorite Christmas films. Yeah, like oh yeah, you got the I've got the um, uh, the Home Alones, uh, the National Lampoons, obviously. But if I think back to my childhood, one thing that always stuck with me for Christmas specials was actually the Sooty and Friends Christmas <laughs> special. Ah, I know yeah. I mentioned it when we were in the messages, <laughs> but legitimately, you go Christmas movies, and it always comes back to me. But uh, Muppets Christmas Carol that's like my number one Christmas film like, yeah. I always loved I, it yeah true I, Which is, I uh, dig it because it's a real classic story you know it's obviously Christmas Carol by Dickens yeah. mm-hmm. and it's been done a thousand times mm-hmm. I'm thinking of another one so uh, another Ooh. great version of that is uh, a Blackadder's Christmas Carol oh uh, yeah true <laughs> which is brilliant Blackadder's yeah great really funny what All about right. um, uh, it's not a film it's a short film uh, the I'm walking in the Oh, the, the snowman. <laughs> the snowman. Nice, <laughs> nice. Have to check it. You haven't seen Snowman? No. Oh, it's it's good. It's, it's a, English. It's, it's pretty sad, but it's oh, it's yeah, it's about a boy who like builds a snowman. Yeah. And the snowman comes to and life. And it comes to life, and oh, he cool. has they go on this huge adventure. And, this is yeah. why we have podcast boys. We can sit down, discuss films that we should watch. Well, the <laughs> the good thing is because. I, Mum and I went to the. They did a orchestra playing of the soundtrack while the the film was playing. Awesome! It was wow. really good. Yeah, cool. That would yeah. be unreal. And I can't remember exactly where it was. They did it last year. They'll probably, mm. they'll probably do it again, I'd imagine. But um, so yeah, they had the film playing and they were playing along to it, and it was and they had you know people singing the stuff and that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, really cool. there is one Christmas well. film that we need to discuss. Top of the list, wasn't it? Top, Top of, of the list, yeah. boys. Top of the list by, I don't know, probably, well, definitely everyone in this room. and, and Top a lot of the of list other by, say, 30 floors. <laughs> thank you. And thank, thank you. you. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back next week. So 1988. 88. Is that right? 88. Goodness. Bruce Willis, our mate Alan Rickman. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, you guys would know so well now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we are what? Hook nose deep in 
Alan Rickman at the moment, are we, Timmy? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, I'm a super fan of Alan Rickman at the moment just because I just I feel like he's just in my life. <laughs> would, right would you say that, obviously, you guys are doing, have been doing your Harry Potter episodes, yeah. your bro episodes. Mm. Check them out if you haven't heard them. Uh, nice plug. Thank you. <laughs> would you say that you are, were an Alan Rickman fan before... Yeah, uh, getting heavily yeah. into the bro episodes. Only, only because of the Kevin Costner Robin. <laughs> yes, Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing in that. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'd, I'd like to say that it would be before the Harry Potters. I was a bit of a fan because of this movie that we're going to be talking about, the Robin Hood, and then the Harry Potter films just. Basically, just cemented it in that mm. this well, guy's great. Well, he was great. made for that Harry Potter role. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. Was, yeah, he was, wasn't he? We don't look. We don't need to talk about Harry Potter. Here. This is a we this is a bro episode discussion. This is a strictly boys. no Harry Potter zone. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, I, I have a feeling this is probably going to come up again in this film. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, Die uh, Hard. John McTiernan directed. Mm-hmm. Who and people know we're talking about Die Hard now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. yes. I hope so. I don't think we've said that. But it's, <laughs> yeah. in the, it's in the note, like the actual title of this podcast. Die Hard, so yeah. They, they haven't figured it out by now. There's something wrong. Uh, just in case you haven't been maybe, listening, uh, we're talking about Die Hard. Maybe we should take it out and leave it as a surprise. Oh, oh, yeah, we're doing surprise. that. No, we're doing that. Um, <laughs> cool. okay. So this was cool because this was uh, Yander Bont. No, sorry, not Yander Bont. John McTiernan. Yander Bont was the DOP who we talked about because he With went speed. on to direct speed. Uh, cool. And this guy also did Predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a very singing mood today. Just leave me with that for a moment. That's, that was lovely. Hey, really quickly, before we get into it too de- in depth, uh, so obviously this is a Christmas special. Uh, how many Christmas references are there in Die Hard? Apart from... It's quite a few, actually. Is there really? They were popping up a lot for me. <clears throat> like he's, he's whistling Christmas stuff. Yeah. Um, you can a hear- lot of the uh, score. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of score the is. music is quite musicy. In Ooh. fact, how about <laughs> now I have a machine gun? Ho ho ho! Pretty direct, really. All right, that'll do it. That'll yeah. do it. It's almost like you know when he's in the limo mm-hmm. on the way. Yep. And there's that like you know super epic '80s rap star. <laughs> And John goes, oh, don't you have any Christmas music, Argyle? He's like, this is Christmas music, Christmas man. Music, yeah. I kind of feel like that reflects <laughs> the film. You know, it's like... It really dated. This isn't a Christmas movie. But it is a Christmas is. movie, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's look, about I mean, bringing, It's about bringing family together for together. the holidays. Yeah, well, that's well exactly. Yeah, that's and that's the exactly only why he's flying. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, so... What does he um, say? He's like, oh, come to the come to the West Coast. It'll be great. We'll hang out and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, just hang out with the kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, quickly, before we get too far into it. 1988, yeah, History with Brad. Oh, history with Brad. All right. So, hang, on, so it's, hang on, hang on. History, history with Brad. Brad. That's really nice. Hey, if anyone can make like a decent version of that out there and send it into us. What was, what was wrong with yeah. that? It was great. Well, I'm, you know, if I we really can pay, if we, can... we always want to you know, pay homage to our fans. Yeah, correct. Good point. Okay. All right. So quickly, 1988. Uh, really big year in Australia it was the uh, bicentennial. Um, we also had the Seoul Olympics, so where we met uh, a certain Mr. Ben Johnson for the first time. So roided up to the max, his eyeballs hanging out of his head, uh, broke the world record for hundred meters, then had it all stripped off to him. Ah, Strop- stripped off him. I was anyway, about to say, I don't know who Ben Johnson is. Um, Canadian uh, hundred meter athlete. Cheater, uh, smashed the world record which yep. I actually I watched this 100 meter race wow. uh, at the AFL grand final and I think it was Melbourne was playing Hawthorne <laughs> maybe in 88 maybe anyway there was a law introduced in the uh, UK this is pretty big for me and uh, another reason why I should probably move to the UK so a law was introduced in the UK allowing pubs to open 24 hours a day great epic moment in British history Um, the Soviets withdrew from Afghanistan Um, now depending on which movie you'd like to go on the history of this thing that either was Charlie Wilson that did that or Rambo in Rambo 3. So, um, depending on which way you want to do it, you know, so I'd, I'd probably be steering way more towards the Rambo one yeah, because he single-handedly accurate. kicked the Russians out of Afghanistan <laughs> and Charlie Wilson just had nothing to do and with the, it. And all. the Rambo films are known for their accuracy. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Historical mm-hmm. accuracy. Realism. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, films released in uh, 88 were Rain Man, um, mm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, oh, Big, awesome. Twins, Crocodile Dundee 2, Beetlejuice, 
Beetlejuice. Ooh, so, oh, see, that was pretty times. good, Tim yeah. Burton. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, yeah that was good, Tim Burton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I won't say it three agree. times, so we won't mention that again. Uh, Dangerous <laughs> Liaisons, uh, Fish Called Wanda. <laughs> nice. But in the 1988 Academy Awards, so Rain Man cleaned up in the 89 Academy Awards with uh, four Oscars. and uh, This got some, didn't it? Oh, no. Not that I could see. Maybe noms. Okay, yeah, a few nominations. Mm. So 1988. Cool kids' sake, Tim. One <laughs> movie in 88 at the uh, <laughs> at the 88 Academy Awards cleaned up nine Oscars, and it was the last Emperor. Um, yeah, literally, just right. cleaned up everything. Um, Michael oh. Douglas won, uh, and uh, Cher won um, Best Actors. Uh, Michael Douglas for Wall Street and Cher for mm-hmm. Moonstruck. Mm-hmm. And also, just going wow. back onto a movie that we've done before, Inner Space won uh, Best Visual Effects. Yeah, wow. dude. So, right. Hells yeah, dude. Call back to another episode. Woo! Boom. 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 Mystery Brad. Great done. segment. That was, that was one of your strongest segments. Uh, seriously, turning up it's, today, organized notes, all- not hungover, <laughs> on time. <laughs> Oh, Who are seriously, you? Seriously, I know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know what's going on. Sorry about that. So I will, I will never be this organized again. Guaranteed. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's All right. get into it. I really like how this this is. I feel like amongst people we know, but it, amongst sort of the zeitgeist of popular culture, mm. this is like the quintessential action film, mm. right? Everyone goes. Yeah, everyone this, goes. This took it to a new level. Name me an action film. People go Die Hard, right? But the cool thing about it is it's totally against everything that action films were. So, how do you mean? Stunned silence. I know. I'm a bit confused. So, up until this point, basically, uh, Bruce Willis was working on the TV show Moonlighting. Moonlighting. So, he was kind of, not a nobody, but, you know, it was rare to go from telly to film in such a big way and basically he was last on the list He'd be, everyone else had been asked the Slyes the Schwarzeneggers you know all the big action stars mm. had been asked first even Frank Sinatra had been really uh, asked for this role wow. really oh, that's yeah it was something to do with uh, another film he'd done and this was kind of a sequel like the, anyway I don't know sure. enough right. about that sure. talk. Uh, <laughs> Just doesn't seem to fit but at all. But anyway. every every action movie had sort of the form of the predator, like straight into it. You know, like there's always there's always a cold open with a lot of these films. Mm. You know, you go straight into the action and see, you know, the action hero. I suppose the idea being they, amazing. They want to get the audience into it straight away. Yeah, you know? that's right. You give them you give them a tidbit first, and then you go back and quieten down. Mm. Now this is just like. Soft, soft open right from the start. He's just on the plane. He's just, but you get what's cool about it is is you get to know who John McClane is just by these little interactions really quickly. He's like mm-hmm. this no nonsense yeah. guy. Mm. One of the first things you see is him is his hands gripping the plane mm. seat right. So he's got some fear of flying. So straight away, this guy's flawed right now. Every sort of action star before that was like. Bullets pinging off him, <laughs> super muscles, like invincible, right? Mm. So this guy comes along and he's scared of flying straight up. You're mm. like, oh, hang on a minute. So all of a sudden you can relate to this guy because he's, you know, he's got kind of character normal. flaws and kind of human. Yeah. Well, that, I was I wrote it down. Would we actually class him as like almost like an anti-hero? Because he doesn't actually want to be there. Well, this but, is... And he's been drawn into it. Like, I know a lot of the other action films is sort of how it ends up, but this guy's really just like, I just want this to end. Yeah, you know, and I, I think this is what family. the Die Hard franchise is built around. It's like wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. yeah. But McLean is the guy that can get it done. I mean, there's even a point in the movie where he says to Hans, where Hans is like, you know, oh, you're a bit of a nuisance, you know, to be sticking around. And he's like, hey, unless you want to open the front door for me. Mm. You're like, and it's like, he doesn't want to be yeah, there. Zach doesn't yeah. want to be there. He get out of town. And it's like, num- uh, Die Hard 3, which is fantastic, mm. also directed by McTiernan, he's hung over the whole, like he's, he's been on yeah. the booze the night before and he's like brutally hung over the whole Getting film. Getting roped into it. And particularly Brad, I guess, but we can all imagine <laughs> what that's like. You know, like, oh, imagine yeah, having to do that on a mega hangover. Like, mm. yeah. Who, so, who directed the second Die Hard? I don't know, we're not oh, technically talking about I can't that. I remember. I watched Die Hard 2. I don't even whatever it's called. If it's Die Hard Two, man, that movie Die Harder is Die Harder. Is it? Yeah, that movie is not cool. It's just this is, yeah, this is not the only one of them good. I've seen. So I don't. Three's really good. Okay. Check out. Three. Really? Do I have to see two? No, nah, no, no, no. Just skip it. 
Doesn't exist. Okay, relax. <laughs> it's no Highlander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that later, maybe. Um, there's a few things in the first couple of uh, scenes, especially the scene on, on the plane, <laughs> of lots of things that sort of, where you go, wow, the world has changed so much. <laughs> and also things that you sit there and you go, this doesn't make any sense. So one, he's traveling on the plane and he's still got his gun got, on yeah. the plane. But the other thing is, the dude's on holidays. What yeah, the hell is he doing taking his gun with him? He's a cop, man. He's a cop, man. How paranoid uh... is this guy? Um, and, and that was, I found that really weird. It's like, well, why is, you know, obviously, yeah, the world's changed now and, you know, things like that. But, and then there was the next weird scene, which was like, he gets up and he pulls the bear out of the overhead locker <laughs> and he bumps into the, uh, into oh, the flight attendant. Stupid. I want to talk about that. gives him this look and it's like, what was that? Oh, I want to talk about that. no <laughs> sense at all. It was really weird. Like, He's like, yeah, I want a piece of that. Yeah. And, but, and, 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 I didn't get it. Like, it's like, huh? What? Yeah, I like that. I'm a family man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, so I heard, I, I was listening to some stuff the other day and they had an interesting theory about it. And it was, and I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm not the only one that's found this weird then. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I, to- right. I was watching, I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. um, there was a point where, oh no, so the idea is that he's still, like even though he's married and in this like clearly rocky relationship, mm. he's still sort of appealing outside the relationship. And the same sort of thing happens with Holly and Ellis. Ellis right. is like, hey, come on, let's go out. And and she gives him this look like, you know, like, get away from me, basically. <laughs> but the thought is that they're both... Trying like, to move on. Well, they're both appealing outside the relationship. But they're, they're not but willing they're still, to break that bond. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see how that kind of rolls. But mm. watching it, I'm like, right. oh, that was weird. Yeah. Cool. Um, and the other thing that I found weird was, um, which I, I don't know, just you know, from the last well, what nearly 20 years in australia but just the uh like smoking everywhere yeah smoking, smoking in the airport in the airport. In the, in the, in the uh the limo, limo and stuff is like it's just i don't hey, know the, it, just, it just seems really weird the limo know? was high tech it had vhs VH- and cd <laughs> and cb 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 cd and vhs yeah. and tv and it was like wow okay. <laughs> and he's riding in the front yeah. has anybody yeah. tried the whole because he's uh, an everyday man yeah he doesn't he doesn't like this flashy yeah. stuff <laughs> has anybody tried the, the toes in the carpet you know the guy you see yeah. next to his, has anybody tried that yeah, i always I've, i fly I've a lot for work and whenever i'm on a plane I think to myself, when I get to my hotel, I'm going to try it. Uh, but I always forget. I forget. No, I've done it. It doesn't do so it. What doesn't I like do about, shit. It's crap. What I like about that guy is a large portion of John's trouble is his fault. If he hadn't said, take your shoes off and make fist with it, he wouldn't have taken his shoes off. Mm. Oh, like a lot of that wouldn't that have happened. That guy. Yeah. Oh, I've never, never related to Oh, them. yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. That, that guy's a bad guy then. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> he was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Um, I had a I had a giggle to myself when he walks into the building, and he's like, "Oh, I'm looking for Holly McLean." Like, oh, <laughs> I already know. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Put it on the screen. Type it in, and he's like, you know, he no, discovers this Holly Gennaro and all this sort of stuff, and it comes up, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, it's the Christmas party. They're the only ones left in the building." <laughs> it's like they're on thirty. What? Like, couldn't you, you just said that straight up? <laughs> like, it. oh, you're probably here for the party, dude. Level 30. Yeah, like straight, rocks up, totally doesn't know where he's going. I think he's holding the bear, clearly ready to party mm. at a Christmas party. I actually think it's quite rough that, um, what, what's his name? Um, Tagagi. Yeah. Tagagi. He's, he's holding his Christmas party on Christmas Eve or like after work too. Like that's it's when pretty people... pretty rough. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Like people want to get home to their families. <laughs> yeah. Like on Christmas Eve, we break it like lunch. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose it depends. It could be one of these... You I mean, know, look, hey, this is kind of like high-rolling business. Yeah, know? that doesn't seem and to they be... Play by and they play by different rules, I think. To, mm, you know, they're all maybe. so engrossed in their job, yeah. the job's life, so to speak. I know we, but, in the entertainment industry, we work well into Christmas Eve. Mm. You know, we get we get late nights, so... you also got to remember, though, that, uh, you know, living in Australia, though, so Christmas for us is, you know, dead bang right in the middle of summer holidays. Oh, yeah. Whereas in uh, Northern Hemisphere, it's yeah, in the middle of winter the and it's not summer holidays, you know, it's... They maybe get a couple of days for Christmas, but it's it's not it's holiday season as far as it's Christmas and there's a couple of days, but mm. it's not like you know the kids aren't on holidays for six weeks. That's a good point. They might get a couple of days and then they go back to school and then you know then it's later on in the and year. In, yeah. in our winter is when they get the you know that spring break and that summer summer break and stuff. So. Well, they get it, summer. Um, 
I say it was good. It was good to see the uh, the Pacific Courier uh, company making yeah. another appearance. Yeah. Well, actually, this was their first appearance. True, true. Uh, and saw for the those who the might, bus that couldn't slow down. The, yeah, mm. so for those mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, they're obviously quite a big company because they have an airliner as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. So well, they did. Pacific uh, <laughs> they, Courier. They had an airliner. Company doesn't exist. Doing anymore. quite well. Yeah. Wrong place, wrong time kind of scenario for them. Mm-hmm. I really uh, liked how. I feel like this would have been fairly rare for an '80s movie, but. I really liked how Holly was like really... She was like a proper strong female character. Mm-hmm. That's what I wrote like down. She's really high up in the business. and She's, she's a director. Yeah. Mm. Very well, she's like two IC. Well, she yeah. left New York yeah, for, for this the job. job yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like... And I found that really interesting because it's usually in these movies, it's the guy who's... Like, obviously, he's into his job and all that sort of thing and... You know that was probably part of the reason why he stayed back in New York, oh, yeah, as opposed got a, got as a, a po- three-year backlog of scumbags. <laughs> yeah, scumbag. yeah, not not including the fear of flying element, obviously, which is a huge hammer on it. But I found that really good that she was the one that followed her kind yeah. of. But you know what's interesting? Like, okay, so after Takagi gets shot, uh, she goes and sees uh, Hans Gruber, and she's like, you know, he, he's like. What idiot put you in charge? And she's like, well, you, you, you yeah. put me in charge when you killed my boss. Yeah, you did. But yeah, yeah. Ellis, cool. Cocaine Ellis, he's the one with the private bathroom. I kind of feel like he'd outrank her. Yeah. What's going on there? That's a good point. Well, she right. was, we won't look into it too well, much. Well, no, he, he, he probably does, but mm. I think that was just her taking Maybe. initiative and... Possibly, yeah. Maybe he's well, got a private bathroom because he has like really smelly shit. So they, well, <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's got, got this cocaine guy. smelling <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Well, to be honest, <laughs> we don't want probably, to share a bathroom with you. It's probably it's the eighties and he's a bloke, so he's probably been able to climb the ladder ah, easier. Yeah. Whereas, Possibly. whereas Holly's actually the one doing the work. Yeah, and she's the one that you know she says, and everyone's looking to me. Yeah. Like there's no like, oh. Ellis is amazing. Yeah. He's such a fucking slime ball. Isn't he? Oh. John boy. <laughs> it's just like, oh, dude. So if you were in this hostage situation and you had the choice of those two people to represent you, you'd be like, Holly. Yeah. Like straight up. So just distract Ellis with some coke and I'll go, <laughs> I'll go take care of it. So I, I, it's weird because I dug how strong and prominent she was. This film still doesn't pass the Bechdel test. For those remembering playing at home, the Bechdel test is uh, if there's more than one, it's got you've got to pass two, three things. No, two things. One, if there's more than one woman in the film, mm. and then two, if those women talk to each other about something other than a man. <clears throat> right? Do they have to be two leading women? No, it's essentially just two. Really, women. two out. women with like and dialogue. It's amazing how often films don't pass this yeah. test. Like it's get out of town. Pretty horrific. And this film doesn't pass. Okay. Like the only other sort of prominent woman really is the secretary, the pregnant Holly's girl. pregnant secretary. Yeah. And it's always they're always talking in relation to another Someone. bloke. Yeah. Okay. Far out. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So almost, you know, like great, awesome character that Holly is. And that's such. And a, you know, she's like single mum. And that's such a basic test. Like, yeah, it is it's so it's really not that hard, is it? It's so yeah. shameful. Wow, really yeah. not that hard. Amazing. Um, getting back to that, though, yes, okay, it doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but there's a great line where those two are sitting there and they see is it Carl, the blonde, long blonde headed guy, and he comes huh. out and she had, and Holly <laughs> says, he's still alive. And it's like, why? Because only John could get that <laughs> yeah. someone that round up, and it's like that's great. <laughs> well, like, when I, whenever I see him, all I think of is that long-haired, curly-haired dude in Passenger Fifty Seven. It's like it's, it's like all the henchmen. There's one guy that has like oh, yeah. the long hair. Yeah, well, there's that guy, and then the Asian guy. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, Asian you've guy. got to hit a couple of stereotypes. Hang on, clearly. Wasn't that, that, the Asian that, guy? Isn't that? It's Genghis Khan. Isn't that Genghis Khan? Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Genghis Khan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I wrote that down somewhere. Yeah. That, his name's Al Leong. Yeah. And he plays Uli in this. He's also he's, in he's uh, the one that, uh, Lethal uh, Weapon. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in Lethal, lethal Weapon. Weapon. Yeah, yeah, he's the electrocuting guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, That guy with the long hair, the blonde hair, he, like, as far as I'm concerned, he could have stuffed like the whole plan up because his brother is the one doing all the, the hoo-ha with the uh, uh, phone yeah, lines. Yeah. But then he walks in, he chainsaws <laughs> through all the, what I'm assuming they need to keep the internet internet connection. I'm assuming that's why he uh, has it's, to... It's lines. 88, I don't, dude. I don't yeah, know what he's doing. There's but. no public internet in 88. <laughs> well, not, not to yeah. So, not, I mean, they've like got that. that computer with the screen that pops up. I don't know, but whatever. But as far as I'm concerned, he could have kind of ruined the whole... 
the whole plan if he'd cut through the wires too early. Yeah, that is weird. He Come was, on, he increase was, your communication he a bit, a, man. He had a freaky presence too, that not okay. not yeah. the long haired one. Who the car? Not Carl. The, the other, other one. He's just brother. like he's just that kind of yeah, no his, emotion. In his grey tracksuit. Yeah, in his grey tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, you could have dressed up. Yeah. You know, this well, has been called off, Mr. Policeman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm going to go down. All right, so there's a great scene which is like excellent casting where they get into the building and um they've they've the bad guys turn up. And this, this is one going to get on, onto great casting of bad guys. The elevator doors open. There's, <laughs> there's Alan Rickman standing in front in his suit, and then the dudes behind him yeah. in the All elevator holding their machine. Yeah, guns. exactly. And yeah. it's a great. It's just a great shot of these are the bad guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it ticks every box of bad guy. Crazy German looking dude, well dressed, well educated man. You know, yeah. some guy that's a looks a little bit. Off hinged sort of thing. It's just like, I paused it and watched it and just looked at it and went, "That's awesome! I love it." <laughs> Ticking all the boxes. Ticked every box. I really enjoy. <laughs> I just got to sneak in. There's 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 two particular shots. I re- I just like. Oh, that's nice. Takes me out of the film a bit, which is not ideal, but they're basically the same shot. Where uh, the first one is when the truck and the car drive in and the truck and goes it's a down. Tracking shot and the truck goes down. Oh, oh I love that. And then it's a very very similar shot. When the like armored car is driving through all the cops, and there's this awesome tracking shot. Anyway, I just, I oh, just that, to say yeah, that. I was. Um, I, I, I got a bit of a bone to pick. I don't know. I'm sorry to. I'm just going to kind of change it up a bit. Okay, so the the bad guys. I'm going to kind of nitpick the film a little bit because that's. I was really looking into it, and I was nitpicking <laughs> it a little bit. Right. Okay. So here's this super elite. Uh, we'll call them uh, thieves for argument's sake. Call them terrorists, whatever. They're super elite. They're on everything. They know all the information. They know about the vaults. They know what the FBI is going to do. They've got every piece of information they do, even down to the point where the truck tailgate is the exact same height as the dock, right? No, that's, you, a, <laughs> that's a standard. No, no. <laughs> I've unlo- oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's You've awful. unloaded way more I've unloaded today. a lot of trucks. <laughs> the dock is never the same height, right? But anyway, what I mean is they've got every piece of information, except they don't know who Takagi is. They've got his birth date, his family, Everything, I don't have a photo. but Hans Gruber or none of the terrorists have any idea what he looks like. There was, but, well, 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 there was maybe, no Google images. See, knowing, yeah, that's knowing, point. knowing Hans, no though, LinkedIn, knowing Hans, <laughs> I reckon it was part of his like psychology of the room to get mm. Tagagi uh, to to, a, to to jump bring up himself forward. The, Ooh, look, that's the nice. only I way like, you know what, Jules, that you make a great point, but I like that a lot. And I love. Because the good thing about I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be loving Alan Rickman this, oh. <laughs> but the fact that he was that like he, he was he was knowing everything and he was really intimidating walking through the room just eyeing mm. down every Asian bloke that he came across, and then when finally he steps forward he's like oh how do you do it's really lovely to meet you like he was like super <laughs> yeah. nice you're like oh, oh that's awesome so but good. even in the lift and he's yeah, complimenting when he's, like, he's like, oh, nice. oh, so I want to talk about like yeah like all this introduction to Hans Gruber mm-hmm. is so beautiful like it's. It's just introducing this different class of villain that yep. I've got so much written down here. Yeah, I don't I, like I don't I can't back up that if we've seen this kind of thing before in a bad guy, but it feels like they're really making a point of no nah, no, nah, this guy is, is next, super intelligent, next level. next level. You know, and like mm. the fact that he rocks up in his suit and he's like, "Oh, that's a great suit. I've got two myself. Mm. I hear that's where Arafat buys his." You know, like there's this whole. Yeah, like, I suppose. Man, you are on this. You are cool. This dude. is a, yeah. It's a really good <laughs> yeah. insight into and who he, he is as a villain because it could really suggest that you know, although this uh, you know little endeavor of theirs goes pear shaped, ultimately they've been successful in the past. Yeah, you know, if he he says I am an exceptional exceptional thief, which obviously you know he's got the st- statistics to back that up, so. You and know? he keeps talking about how he reads Time and how he reads yeah. Forbes. You know, mm. like he's... I've got it um, written down here. Ultra educated, very mm. well dressed, very well spoken, and extremely charming. Yeah. Charming. You know, and, that's, and then I've got written under that, is he the best bad guy ever? Well, Top five? We might have to do a whole different episode. Oh, I know. Yeah. Bad guys. Which is also going to get me back into, you know how there's some people that are born to play the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> Alan Rickman. But see, the thing yeah. is, all right. But like the we could look the, top the five, cool bad guy. But to be honest, Sheriff of Nottingham, also Alan Rickman, is pretty bloody high on that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Good point. Good point. Mm. Carl is hot out with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, I reckon 
he'd be up there in like in a, if there was an IMDb chart on you know best bad guys, I reckon he'd be top five wow. in this film. It's I reckon he'd change the whole aspect of like what you were saying before. Yeah, he's mm. kind of reshaped what bad guys are. They went from just being these bloodthirsty maniacs to mm. these. Com- these like you know high IQ, yeah, bell curve almost geniuses that are almost doing it because they're bored. Mm, yeah. Definitely yeah, better yeah, than the totally. bad guy than in Highlander, you know. No, hey, Alan Rickman, saying it. Hans Gruber <laughs> didn't have a sword. All right, there's probably a that he could put together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, imagine if Clancy Brown was like his main henchman. And now he's all yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh just to go back to what we were saying about I mean you enjoyed a couple of visuals. I like the way they use um uh small little key features in the background to help you identify where you are in the building and there's a couple yeah. I noticed was obviously um uh you've got like the construction zones obviously very easy to identify but uh, the fact that they there's the naked girls that are pinned up on yeah. the elevator shaft, and he comes back to it and he says, "Oh, hello, ladies." Oh, he's like, "Oh, girls." Yeah, and I really <laughs> like that because that it you know because a building can be so confusing. I really yeah. enjoyed the fact that they're like, "Oh, okay, we're back here." But then the other one that I wanted to point out that was that was a lot more subtle. The, sorry, <laughs> the the idea of that though was that he was like found himself going yeah. in circles, right? Yeah, when he was like, "Oh, girls," like, oh, <laughs> yeah. "I'm back here." Um, but the the one that I really enjoyed to uh, to uh, help understand locations of things was uh, where the two guys were constantly working on the roof. So the whole movie, they're kind of on the roof. They're listening on the radio. It's like, well, should we check it out? He's like, nine. Uh, and there's Merry Christmas spray painted on the uh, on the on the side of like a air conditioning duct or something, right? But it's not until later that Hans himself is checking all the explosives and you might not realize that that's the same place or whatever but you see the same Merry Christmas spray paint on the wall and I was like mm. that's a great way of just visually representing where we are the in the building spot. right now yeah I really like, I just yeah, nice. I just wanted to point I, that out and say I noticed really a lot good. of things that were the and still traveling down the same track as Jules mm. here but the attention to detail on the fact that whenever they were in a pub in one of the public areas it was really neat and clean but when they were behind the scenes so in the service channels and stuff it was rough and ready and dirty. To, and I noticed things like that the plaster on the walls wasn't finished. It was just plaster and it had been stopped up where all the screws go in. Yeah. It was it, it not sanded, yeah. not painted. And everything was sort of like still rough and there was cables hanging and exactly but, like it would be in the well, service channels on, think, on these buildings. But I think that's actually legitimate because they actually hadn't finished completing the building yet. Yeah. Because obviously, for those who don't know, it's, what is it, the Fox Studios, the Fox Studios building, main office yeah. building. But they I'm actually sure most of these had finished. Though, they? not no, actually, I think they used most in, of the buildings. Oh, okay, they were cool. still they were in under construction. Building, so. yeah. Excellent. They okay. leased um, it back to themselves, apparently. Yeah, some <laughs> weird thing. A great tax write-off. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say about like how filthy the building is. Now, it's a brand new building. Mm-hmm. Now, John McLean, sure he goes through an elevator shaft. Uh, sorry, not an elevator. Yeah, he goes through the elevator shaft. He also goes through the air conditioning duct, uh, which in a brand new building, as far as I'm concerned, is not that dirty. But he becomes really filthy really quickly, and I I don't I'm not expecting an answer on where, how he got so filthy. I just wanted to point it out and say I've got a bone to pick with that. <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with his, how his dirty he does turn he gets. brown pretty quick. He's yeah, filthy. Yeah, but wasn't it? Even when that it was right after an event though, like a skirmish with someone though. Yeah. Yeah. He he kind of has a couple of fights. You know, he gets a bit dirty, but after he comes out of those vents. Uh, you know, he does the the most impossible save ever when he finally crawls into the vent. But that's where all the dust is going to collect, isn't it? But it's a brand new building. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> brand new buildings are dusty ass. Yeah, yeah, they're, no, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're not immaculately well, like, clean new. They're, they're covered in fingerprints yeah. and dirt. And, no, and, you know. no, I'm not buying it. Not buying it. <laughs> not buying it. I've been in a lot of roofs when I was doing installs and you don't get that dirty. Not buying yeah, it. Yeah, by the time it gets place. to you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right. I'm a big fan of when he calls the... When he calls, he calls nine one one. Oh no, he's on the no, radio. Channel yeah. nine. Channel he's on the radio. Yeah, and, and the lady's like, "So this is an emergency channel. You need to, you, you need know, to call nine one one." And he's like, "Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza?" Yeah, she like, surely she would lose her job. Surely, yeah. Like I, I've got a real problem with the whole law enforcement for this whole thing. Yeah, and I, agree. I look, I put it I down. Totally agree. Because not only are they just balls to the wall, <laughs> let's let's just go nuts, yeah. but. Which I, I reckon I'd put it down because it's similar to what we were talking about in Highlander, how the 80s wasn't a great time to be in Times Square and all that sort of thing. Like, yeah. mm. crime was up. And well, probably, mm. I'm assuming LA is probably similar. Mm. similar. But the thing is... Like, when were not- the riots? 
Ooh. Ooh. around this time. Well, it didn't come up in history. Perhaps, yeah. So. Oh, I mean, I'll check that out. That's a good point. Look, um, look that up for us, would you? I feel we're like talking about like Rodney King based. Yeah. Ones that could could this be, be a then. scenario? Be, maybe it's eighty nine. Maybe. I'll could check it out. could this be a thing? Right with these cops, right? They're just balls to the wall, and like even someone that says, uh, you know, Sergeant Powell at one point says they're following the step by step book. Yeah. Is it to show that the police are? Not so good at their jobs. They just follow the systems, you know, but maybe in the film they're dumbed down a little just to help nah, see, show how sophisticated see, when, the terrorists are. When Al walks out of the service station where he's where he gets the call yep. and looks at the building, they're literally having a machine gun you fight on see, the roof. And you can see the flashes. Yeah. yeah. Like, you'd hear that. You would absolutely you would, hear and that. And people around would hear that. Now, I don't yeah. know whether people are so used to gunfire <laughs> in just LA. in the distance. They're like, ah, they're yeah. whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah. But, I just like the amount of time it took for the cops to go. Oh shit! Something's going uh, on. Something's here. actually happening. Yeah, like, well, yeah. Because the, the, the LA uh, police chief, uh, oh, like, you know, sure they shoot the crap out of the car. He's like, they turned my car to Swiss cheese, and he's like, well, what about the guy that fell from the building? Probably some stockbroker yeah, got, got <laughs> bored alive or something. That's uh, like, a suicide. Whatever. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. But it like, takes a body to land on the car for them to go. To finally take it serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should, probably, um, I should probably call for back. And you're <laughs> 92 for the riots, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So it was a little bit low. Uh, I like what you said, Jules, about um, the bit that I just <laughs> forgot. Fuck. Stockbrokers uh, jumping from buildings. No. Swiss cheese. Uh, Bad cops. Gunshots. Uh, flash. Chief of police. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. And Welcome I don't back. think it was any of you. Uh, <laughs> what you said about dumbing down the cops uh, yeah. to make the bad guys look even... More, more sophisticated, pre- more in control. <laughs> yeah, maybe because like the co- yeah, you're right, Timmy. The cops were just <laughs> and horrific. Then when the FBI comes in, oh. and you're like, oh, Agents well, maybe Johnson. That, you know, I would love, go. I would love to talk to FBI guys and just be like, oh, so what do you think of Die One of them's like, <laughs> it, it was like Major Johnson, like the tall Major Johnson. A- Agent Johnson. He's called, uh, he's Johnson. called B Johnson and Little yeah. Johnson. Yeah, that's what he's <laughs> I just love that. He's bit. in a helicopter. Like, it's just like Saigon. And you're like, oh my god. I was in junior high, dickhead. I love that though, Agent Johnson. And Agent Johnson, no, no relation. relation. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I like the cops because there's a certain element of uh, comedy to this film. Like, every now and then it yeah. kind of drops it. But there's totally. a scene where the cops, when when the SWAT team is first storming the building, and the you guy catches with the rose, his, he catches his hand on the rose, and he's like, ah, oh, what, is that, what is that all about? I was like, just about to talk about that. This, yeah. Seriously, like, they're storming in, the and he's like, oh, Ow. Ow. <laughs> yeah, guys, like, stop. There's a prickle. Yeah, yeah. you know, like that. That bit too, when the uh, when the Johnsons get blown up in the helicopter, yeah. <laughs> you know, horrific scene. Oh yeah. Oh, I guess we're going to need <laughs> some more FBI agents. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah, like four or five people have just lost their lives. Yeah. You know, like oh jeez. Uh, really yeah, like, that guy was a dude. I really like when uh, Ellis speaks up. You know, he goes into Hans. As soon as he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, you're going to die. You're like, you're, you're so yeah. dumb. Like, just and he's in there going, I hope it's gruesome. He's going <laughs> to lead you on and then you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Hans, booby. Booby. <laughs> exactly, booby. Oh, man. Poor Ellis, though. You, like, you kind of feel sorry for him because the guy is... No. He's not that bad a guy. Sure, he's a douchebag, but I mean, he's in a stressful situation and he's going to use his skill set and yeah. apparently that's you know big deals with... Uh, what does he say? Uh, Euro, Euro trash or something? Yeah, or, mm. uh, so. yeah uh, it didn't work out very well for him though. No, well, there's this really subtle. I really like this bit. There was, um, uh, they were just after Ellis gets killed. We're looking at a news report. Every every now and then it it went back to um, the psychologist from Lethal Weapon oh. as the newsreader. Mm. Was it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I was today, where do I know her from? <laughs> um, and she's she's interviewing this uh, like some criminal psychologist, like an expert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's talking about uh, Helsinki syndrome. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Of Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But but there's a there's a shot where he's talking about how the the hostages are getting used to their captors and getting comfortable with them mm. and they match that dialogue mm. with Ellis's body getting dragged through that main auditorium. Yeah, it's powerful, isn't it? Yeah, really? it's full on. Have a watch of that. Like, seriously, go it. back and have a watch I of that. I know so yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's really full She's on. Like, it's like, no, they're oh, not. they are not doing this at all, no. man. Like, all right. Uh, 
what do we think of John McClane as a person? I gotta, I gotta bring something up, but like, I just kind of want to get your interpretation of, of what do we think he's like. So let's disregard. I mean, I know Timmy, you haven't seen the other Diehards, but let's disregard the other films for a sec. As a person, how, what do we think of John McClane? Is he good guy? Would I be friends with him? Would you be friends with him? Probably not. Probably not. He's okay. So there's really? this. <clears throat> no. Nah. There's there's a point in the film. He's too he's too sarcastic. Hmm. Like yeah, we're all that sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I think that I think the film paints a really good everyday bloke, everyday man that's just trying to do his job. Like you know, he's a dedicated cop, but mm. he's got a bunch of problems on the side. You know, his marriage isn't so good. Carries a gun on a plane <laughs> yeah, he's a gun yeah. on, on his holidays. Yeah, so he's. Yeah. I'm thinking hey, he's a paranoid the, the dude. Off, the off-duty cop in Point Break carried a gun. Right. Oh, no, no, no. See, I reckon. Right. All right, that's so a good point. I think he is—he's one of those cops that doesn't always toe the line and pisses off his superiors. <laughs> you yeah. mean McGarnagle? <laughs> <laughs> Means he gets results. You stupid chief. <laughs> Sit down, Dad. Um, so, and I reckon this is like <laughs> Brad just got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was oh sorry. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, so he he doesn't he doesn't follow things by the book like McGarnacle. By book. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, double reference bonus points. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um so <laughs> So, so like the 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 NYPD are sick of him, and McLean's not just going to fly to LA because he's afraid of flying. So they they've t- said you're taking a holiday, you're, you're, <laughs> whether you like it or not, because you're <laughs> yeah. because this is you're a problem at the moment. Yeah, and we're forcing you to take a holiday, and they've probably paid whatever whatever like, he, and so he, that's why he's gone. That's why he's been forced into going. Mm-hmm. So I would see him as which which fits obviously just the the loose cannon. Well, in the mm. in the I know you're not there, but in the third one, he's he's actually on suspension. Yeah, for like, and he so, gets called back in, but that's why mm. he's, and then he's got the booze problem and like so. Yeah, he's mm. <laughs> nothing, nothing further to add. Thanks. You should definitely watch the third one though, Timmy. It's, yeah, it's, but it's I mean, that, but that's the thing. Like he. Yeah, he's 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 a bit this, of a loose cannon. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a cowboy maybe, cop. Maybe he needed to go to Amity Island and go hang out with uh, Chief Brody for a while and sort <laughs> their <laughs> shark problem out. You know? yeah. uh, I, see, I Where think he's does a he real fall in line with, say, an Axel Foley. Oh, oh. Well, he's not Eddie Murphy. Well, <laughs> he's thank you. I think. See, I think he see, would. I, he's yeah. very different to Axel Foley because Axel Foley causes problems because he's such a smartass all the time. Yeah. Whereas I think John McClane seems like the kind of guy that would be involved in like you know beating someone up, you know, yeah, against regulations like, kind of thing. Correct. It'd be yeah. It'd be one of those yeah. It'd be one of those situations where the chief would be like, look, look I he, understand why he did, and I and I appreciate it, yeah. but we he's can't in, do it like that. Yeah. Look, he's in intensive care. <laughs> <laughs> he may not make it. We, um, he's he's an important suspect. <laughs> so I, I wanted to bring up something because yeah, because I guarantee he's really stubborn with his police work. But the reason I asked, and it's it's a little bit different to what, what is we're the discussing. reason why you asked? Jordan? <laughs> I'll bring it. Up. I'll tell you right now, Timmy. Thank you. So there's a point where he's having a bit of a um, an emotional uh, kind of release with Sergeant Powell on the radio, and he's like, you know. You know, tell my wife this and tell my wife that. But there's a moment where he says, and it's straight away, as soon as I heard it, I was like, what? you got to be joking. And he says, uh, you know, he's like, I told my wife I loved her a million times, but she never heard me say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, you've got two kids with this woman. You've divorced. So you've probably been married for like 10 years and not once. Has he said sorry to this woman for anything he's ever done? And I'm like, straight away, I'm like, this guy's an he's an asshole. This guy, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. guy's well, not a nice guy. I he's, mean, that's the thing. Sure, he's a, a good cop in in the but situation and situation. So he, so he perfect, matches but- in line with that like sta- the stereotype sort of tough guy. You know, he didn't express your emotions in the 80s, mm. and which is why I really like that scene mm. because he really does like 
proper open up yeah. to this guy, Powell, who he barely knows. So you know when he puts the C4 down the mine shaft and blows up that whole floor? Yeah. The mm. mine shaft? Sorry. <laughs> the elevator shaft. Thank you. <laughs> sure, okay. This is a big event. There's no doubt going to be an inquiry. Mm. Okay, like, mm. you know, and there'll be questions about... A lot of paperwork. You know, a lot of paperwork. A lot of paperwork, infrastructure, deaths, you name it. There's probably mm. been and a few the, civilians... The Fox Studio is going to come back and go, or... what the hell have you done to our building? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even finished. But that's the thing. It's like, oh, so Mr. McLean, did you drop the C4 down the elevator shaft and blow up level four? It's like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, can you explain to the to the board why you, why you did that? What was the reasoning for that? Or... How would it benefit your situation? Um, because, because, fuck it, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like this guy is just like you don't blow up a whole floor to create a. I don't know. Like, yeah. Why? Why did he do it? Because that was when they were shooting. It's well, actually, it it kind of was justified because that was when the RV or you know the, yeah, the armored diversion. vehicle was stuck on the stairs. The guys had been shot there, lying in the street, bleeding, screaming in pain. And he, you know, he couldn't go and, you know, kill these guys who were shooting these rockets or anything. So he had to use what he had in that situation to help defuse it. He, he takes out a couple of structural pillars, and the whole bloody building's going to. Yeah, come out. that's it. Yeah. I don't know. So it's a little bit lethal weapony where they blow up the building. We just need. We needed more explosions. Mm. Yeah, director's like, we need more explosions. Hey, John, want to ch- chuck some C4 down the elevator shaft? Well, we've got half an shaft. hour left. We need more explosions. <laughs> <laughs> more explosions. Um, yeah. I'm going to say that getting back to what you said at the start of the film, of, the, of this podcast, uh, with all the different people cast for, uh, for the John McClane character. He's looking at me. Yeah, I was about to well, say, just yeah. because you said that, but also getting back to to you know the the two Oldfield brothers here now having a little bit of a love affair with Alan Rickman. Mm. If, if we had a maintain had, that it's been around for a while. Okay, just, yeah, it's true. If we had a, had a different John McClane, mm. would the movie have been that much different? But my big thing is, I don't reckon this movie would have been the same without, without Alan, Rickman Alan Rickman as yeah. Hans Gruber. Yeah, mm. I think he is. He's the best part of this entire film. Yeah. Is, well, and this is his is, first feature role. Yeah, it's great. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd been doing stage stuff, and you know. well, because every time he's on camera, you're like, "What's going? What's going? What's going to happen? Like, what's yeah. he going to do?" Mm. But I mean, it's it's so impossible to like figure out because you could find someone else, and mm. I, in an alternate reality somewhere, there's a, a diehard where it's got you know, I don't know. Uh, Will Smith, you know, whoever, I don't know. And, you know, we, see, we, we in that universe would be like, could you put anyone else? Not at all. But you see, know, like, you've got to think about 1988, right? And the mm. kind of film, the kind of action films that were happening, mm. things like Predator and, and do, 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 do. Hard Target. And, you know, it was all like the Jean-Claude Van Damme stuff. <laughs> Lethal mm. Weapons. Le- yeah, Lethal Weapons were late mm. 80s. Mm. Right? Uh, Lethal Weapons a bit more in line, I guess. Mm. Where they were all these invincible you know, mm. heroes. Mm. And John McClane is the first, like, fallible character. Yeah, like he gets pretty and messed up. Yeah, like he's I, pretty much dead by the end. Yeah. Yeah. And he paves the way for things like Will Smith to mm. come in and do, like, Men in Black and, yeah. you know, like, uh, iRobot. You know, all that sort of stuff where, like, the flawed hero is a much more prevalent thing now yeah, yeah, yeah. in films whereas Passenger, before this was he see he wasn't that flawed was he I can't remember Passenger 57 yeah he was probably he was yeah. he was dodging his tax there was something about him that was dodgy I can't remember yeah, what it was right. now. in Passenger 57 yeah. what do you mean Wesley Slops in real life no but <laughs> the character in Passenger 57 but yeah like this this film <laughs> I there's, feel there's a great reference to that in uh, one of the Expendables that uh, Wesley Snipes is in and he's the guy they go and save and he's been in jail for like years and one of the guys asks him like you know, what have you been away for and he just looks at him and goes tax evasion it's <laughs> like ah zing there we go welcome back Wes <laughs> I really enjoyed the choppers flying through the buildings oh because in 1988 porno. there's not a lot of digital work going on there now I did it did made me think did make me think of what was the sound of the chopper of what was the sound of the chopper <laughs> I what think, model chopper what, 
No, I think the, the chopper sounds are pretty legit. Had that generic. Uh, you, I don't know. Like, they're, 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 they all sound the same to me. Need, uh, well, that's because they are the same in the movies. Yeah, according to your mate. Nah, th- no, that's, well, a, that's hey. a standard Huey because it has the wide rotor and it has that. Th- 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 yeah. <laughs> Because it's because it's is displacing your mate, Tim, more is air. Your mate, Jules. No, no. <laughs> it's not. Is he the chopper guy? Yeah. He is not my mate. We're not, we're, <laughs> I was going to say we're not mates. <laughs> but no, no, that shot with the helicopters going around the corner, like that's a good yeah. shot. There's that's a bit a of blue shot. screen with the chopper on the roof, flying yeah. flying past McLean when he jumps off this. But but it, from what I could tell, like you know, I got to it last night and I haven't done any other looking mm. into it. From what I could tell, like you know, they're flying choppers through buildings, like mm. you know, there's no other way to do that in 1988. It kind of makes me think. I'm like, how much stunt work is there in this film? And I know there's a bit of fight sequences and stuff, but is there like what's a really standout moment? I know that the the swinging and he shoots the glass and comes through the glass. Uh, yeah, when he Hans falls- Gruber falling off a building. Oh yeah, Alan yeah, Rickman yeah. falling off a building. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. there's there's a funny one about that because apparently. Uh, where did I read it? I don't know. They were so when they were filming it, they said, "Right, Ellen, we're going to drop oh, you on the count of three. And they're like, "All right, one, two, and then they dropped him. Dropped him, yeah, and that's yeah. why he's got such a great oh, look on it. his face when he's he starts literally falling. shitting himself because he actually <laughs> shit himself. You know, like, yeah, it's really good. But hey, one thing I want to want to ask, and you guys might be able to fill this in for me because I'm a bit confused. I watched this movie lots of times, but I've never really understood the connection of when Holly sees her kids on TV. And obviously she's startled. She's like, oh my God, that's my children. How does Hans make the connection that all of a sudden I should be surprised because and now I should be looking at John No, McLean? because they're John McLean's kids being interviewed on the telly. Right? And there's the photos in her office. Well, yeah, obviously once he sees the photos. Yeah, but the, but the report has gone to the house yep. because they're John McLean's kids. Yes. Right? So, and they, so, they, so Hans knows that. On the telly, because he already knows it's Does John McClane. Does it say it in... Okay, so obviously... But, I mean, how would he, I mean, make the connection? I mean, like... Because he's super intelligent. he's Hans Gruber. Oh, yeah. he's Hans Gruber. Okay, so that's... that's and, he the notices, and he notices Holly yeah, she's, looking she's at the telly, stunned. and she's clearly emotional about it. Mm. And then he turns around and looks at all the photos. Okay. It's good to see and the... And then picks uh, up the well, one doesn't the, re- doesn't the reporter say, Mum and Dad? Oh, yeah. Mm. So see, this is the thing. Because I've, I've never really understood it. And the kid goes, please come home. So that he's like, okay, well, they're both here. Yeah, right. Mm. And then and then he picks up the folded down. Cool. Yeah. It is, um, I thought it was good to see the stereotype uh, Consuelo at the uh, door. No, no, oh. no. Oh. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. McLean, he's not here. No, no. He's Holly. Yeah, sorry, no, no. <laughs> good work, Hollywood. Oh, We've come so far. <laughs> come so far. Great. That was a great impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. Have, we, have we done? Oh, that was pretty epic. It was oh yeah, fantastic movie. Should we should we stroll into some ratings? Sure, sure. Yeah, who, well, I was going to say who picked this. Yeah, but Christmas this is, picked this. Hey, this is a Christmas, Christmas. special. So Ed, Christmas. what's your uh, send us <laughs> scale? Send it in. Send, Let it, in. Us know. send it in. Yeah. Um, um, I also like to say if we go on to the next films that uh, Die Hard three, which really, as we know, follows on from this. Yep. Very shut up. He hasn't seen it. Oh, no, but it, it, yeah, okay. Well, well I, see, I would fun. say... We had, Die Hard 3 is great. Die Hard 3 is great. 2 doesn't matter. Two, Request as yeah. a podcast, I'll watch it for you. You, you just don't I mean, you just need watch to anyway. watch number two. You just don't. It's because the whole... All the characters are different. John McClane, like... I, I just got to point it out because we're never going to podcast it because I'm going to make sure we don't podcast it. There's a scene in Die Hard 2 where John McClane kills a guy and then no one really cares. Like it's just insane, right? So the, which the whole... one? Which one is with a vengeance? That's that's three. number three. That's three. Okay. And that's awesome. All right. Yeah, it's number really two good. is just it's just it's crazy. pretty the much characters. Two. The characters different. Like so it's how just many not are relatable. There is there a five? There's a no. Five. It was four point five or something, wasn't it? There's no, there's, there's four point oh. There's two. There's two. Like Indiana Jones. There's three. Okay. There's two. There was a movie that had something like Die Hard called Four Point Oh, and then there was the other one with Jai Courtney, which is supposed to be his kid grown up or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone went yeah. and saw that either. So yeah. there you go. There's two yeah. diehards as far as I know. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. As far as everyone else knows. Um, uh, would you like to do ratings or would you like to <laughs> stroll into oh, Australia's we... favourite podcasting segment? Uh, I think, oh. Well, no, we need to do that first, yeah. which yeah. is my favourite segment <laughs> and it's called Podcasting, podcasting a, a Wider Net. net. 
I like that these two are handling out. They're good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> We're getting more it's, in sync. That's great. That's yeah. it. All right. So I've got two, two pretty good ones. I reckon this week. Mm. Uh, the first one I discovered is called Jingle Friends. Right. <laughs> Dead set. Awesome. Dead set. <laughs> Don't type that into Google. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are like I think there are three three or four of them from the states. And they just do Christmas movies, right? <laughs> Wild. They've done like 60 episodes. They must wow. be close to insanity. Oh, I think they're already everything. there. I think they're already there. They've done, they've done everything we've mentioned. They've done you know, Star Wars special. <laughs> Get it. Yeah, they're definitely insane. And they've done a bunch of like Top Cat celebrates Christmas. You know, like a bunch oh. of smaller like Christmas cartoon episodes. Yeah. They've done the Rugrats Hanukkah episode. Oh. Good work. Anyone? Anyone? No. 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 Didn't know they did that. Uh, and and Die Hard is episode seventeen. So it was early on in their their run. Wow. But yeah, check it out, Jingle Friends. If you if you're hankering for some Christmas movies, actually, you've you've reminded me. What was that Santa Claus film that we watched? Oh, was it just called Santa Claus? The Santa Claus with no, Tim Allen? No, no, no. no, no, no. Was it Dudley well, Moore? Maybe. Yeah. That yeah. We used to watch oh, yeah, that, that a lot that as well. That rings a bell. That rings a bell. What about, here's another Christmas movie for you. Is it called uh, a, a Mom for Christmas? Mom. <laughs> Anyone? Where uh, this yeah. little girl wishes for a mannequin to come to life and it's... Um, i got to see that. Uh, that sounds pretty say, creepy. Man. We've all been there. That's Just me. From Greece. <laughs> it's Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> anyway, uh, the second one. Look, I'm going to go slightly different here. I'm moving away from Christmas. I'm even going to slightly move away from Die Hard. Is that allowed? I, I was going to say, isn't this... Oh. You might as well just tell us about any yeah. podcast. <laughs> well, no, hear me out. Hear yeah. me out. Because it's it's still in theme. Mm. Now, this is a podcast from Melbourne. And Ooh, I've, got, I've got on board with these guys recently. And I, this is one of my regular podcasts. It's called Do Go On. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's it's three three Melbourne comedians. And they basically, each week, one of them picks a, a subject, a topic... And just tells the other two about it, and the other two just sort of make it difficult, basically. <laughs> um, so it's like this. Yeah. It's like what we do. Yeah, excellent. But far more informative. And they do all sorts of different topics. So, you know, they did one on the Mona Lisa. and I listened to the Titanic one. It was good. There was one on Titanic. Yeah, mm. there, was a, there was a bunch of good ones. They're really good. I'm really enjoying it. Mm. However, they did one on Alan Rickman. Nice. Because ah. he, just, he just passed away at this when this episode came out. Mm. And it was fascinating. I had a great time and they talked about him, you know, starting with Die Hard and moving into Harry Potter's and, you know, all this sort of stuff. So go check that out. The Alan Rickman episode of Do Go On. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Sweet. I'm a fan. And that's, that's what I've got for this special Christmas episode of a podcasting one. <laughs> I think we should start rating. First yep. up, we need to discuss whether any bread-related products were made during viewing. Any sandwiches? No sandwiches. I, no yeah, sandwiches. none. Yeah. None. Good. 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 Uh, I'm happy Great to start movie. the ratings. I, yeah, I don't think good. I ever start the ratings, no, so I'm happy do. to start the ratings on this one. Go for it. Uh, look, you know, comparing to Bill and Ted's, whew, um, very different film, but... I I didn't think about it. I, I'd go with a I'd go with a solid hundred and twenty percent. I think it's uh, oh, okay. I like it more than Bill and Ted's. Uh, yeah, hundred twenty percent on the Sandema scale. I'll go next. Um, I probably I'm, I'm probably putting on a fairly even keel with they're the same kind of simple. You know, just one's just about laughing your ass off. The other one's just about laughing your ass off. So, <laughs> um, ah. Oh. Alan Rickman puts it up, I think, though. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. So, mm. I'd probably but, put it above. But, I mean, come on, Genghis Khan, man. <laughs> yeah, well, when I when I saw that this time, I was I was over the moon. Like, I was straight into IMDb going, could it be? <laughs> and it was. Sure enough. Yeah, that's awesome. And I just, that's all I thought about for the rest of the film. I, don't, I, think, I, I think I actually, I wrote, like, two, two extra lines after I found that out. <laughs> like, I seriously didn't really write anything else. So um, He's not really cast for his... Uh... Speaking ability is he's just no. He's got a he. He literally has a cult following for his lack of role talking. in these nineties and eighties action films. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a his most recent film is called something to do with Asian action guys, and it's just <laughs> anyway awesome. It, it sounds great, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I'd probably I'd probably give it maybe about a hundred and five. Nice, <laughs> nice. I just came up with that. <laughs> Well, look, 
what I'm digging is that I reckon we're all going to hover around the same thing. I'm a solid 110 for this one. Mm. And mm. pretty much the same rate. It's like, I mean, we watch this every year. This we do, like don't we? Yeah. Christmas, stick Die Hard on. It's great. It's it's light enough. It's, you know, that you can chuck it on in the background. You've seen it enough. Like, it's got all the... Bo- it ticks all the boxes that Bill and Ted does. It's just seasonal. Do yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Do you feel it could have been a little bit shorter? I do, actually. Yeah, I thought it could have been. And I thought it was. I actually thought this was, like, the beginning of the solid 100-minute uh, action it was, film. It was just, but it, it was, was two, like... Two hours and 11 minutes. Yeah, it was just over two hours. Uh, we I suppose. Just, all right. Really, really, really quickly... What would you cut out? Ugh. Can't can't answer that. No. I'd probably get rid of some of the news reporter stuff. Yeah. Oh, good call. Yeah, get rid of some of that. I thought that'd been unnecessary. But anyway, nice. Bradley. Well, uh, I've been doing a lot of travelling for work recently, so I've been listening to uh, going back and listening to all our podcasts again. Did you watch it on a plane? You no arrogant? planes. No, I don't <gasps> do planes anymore. I'm just I do four hour drives to Albury. Have you ever watched it on a plane? No. Okay. No, oh, yeah. so I had noticed that I've, I've watched a lot of movies on a plane that we've seemed to have done but right. what I had noticed is that I really need to start writing down my actual my scoring of films because <laughs> it's it's so random and just all over the place there's films <laughs> I've given 120 and then a film that's way worse I've given like 160 see that's the brilliance of the system yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right yeah. it, it means really nothing matter. yeah it means nothing yeah yeah um, but this one I'm going to I'm going to go the 110 as well it's, it's it's pretty enjoyable it's Seasonal, which is great. I think that's a really good part about it. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's th- it's the beginning of a of a new era in uh yeah in movies. Really, this this might be the first film where we've all pretty much had consistent scores. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. I, reckon too, I can't yeah. think of it's any good. other movies where we've had pretty much the same. Same. same oh, I reckon score. Speed would have been. Oh, I don't know, Brad. Maybe. You were probably the last person to listen to it. <laughs> no, I think we. I think well, three out of four of us had pretty much the same view of Revolver. Yeah. And Revolver gets another plug. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Awesome. Yeah, and Drive. I think we all we all pretty much were pretty on tap with Drive. It's been a great it's been a good year, guys. It's been a good year. And I think this is a great way to wrap up the festive season. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we've got some exciting things coming next year. We do. We already know our next film. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Films. Mm. It's coming. So I hope you're excited for the uh, Cornetto trilogy. I know I can't wait to dig my teeth into that. Definitely. Uh, it's going to be amazing. There's You and I still bloody plugging through Harry Potters. That'll run into the new year. So, and we're doing Harry Potters. Yeah, there's still Harry Potters coming out. Uh, get in touch with us, Timmy. Yeah. You can do this bit. So you can send us an email at sandemusfilm at gmail.com. Um, we're on Facebook, um, Sandemus School Film. We're on Twitter. You're on Twitter. You're reaching out to Woo. people on Twitter. Al's, Al's doing our Twitter, so we are at- I have no idea what you're doing. But <laughs> Have you contacted Bruce Willis yet yeah, to inform him that we're doing an episode oh. on Die Hard? How is our Twitter going? Is it going <laughs> it's, all right? It's slow. We could, yeah. we could use some action <laughs> hey, yeah. out there, folks. Some retweets. Get on it. We are at SDFS pod. Um, so we're, on, we're, we're on Instagram at San Damon Film. Um oh. You can find us on iTunes, Android, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. and I think that pretty much covers review us. Tell a mate, yeah, you know Just, everything. Yeah. Share the love. Yeah, thanks for listening. Really happy, appreciate. Enjoy, as as our principal said every year, have a safe and happy holiday, <laughs> yeah, and a happy new year and all that sort of thing. And we'll see yeah. you in two thousand seventeen in January. See Sweet. See you later. Bye.